0: All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power, not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night. Uh, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 uh, AM, 760 KFMB, you can listen to us on your smartphone or any device. And also, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com and on our KFMB website. Now, time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinary. He's a marathon runner. He's an accomplished author, best-selling author. He's a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families, a philanthropist, and a good, good uh, all-American uh, family man. His name is Richard Musier. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight?
1: Doing great, Joe. <laughs> it's good. To, good to be here with, you know, with the sunlight still being out late, not
0: working in the dark. Yes, uh, well, certainly, though, the summer weather's on the way. Hey, uh, what'd you think of the NCAA finals?
1: It's funny. Somebody asked me who's going to win, and I said Duke is going to win by five points or less because their guards will outplay Wisconsin's guards.
0: What'd you I, think it's of like the, I, I hit the nail right on the head. Well, what'd you think of the whistle, though? I mean, I, was, uh, I think the Duke got a little favorable whistle for uh, the good part of the game. They had ten extra three th- free throws. Did you know that?
1: Well, that was in the second half.
0: Well, the whole game they got ten extra free throws.
1: Yeah, so but in the first half, I think Wisconsin only committed two fouls. That was a really good game.
0: Well, I think uh, I think uh, the coach of Duke gets an, an assist on that because he was yelling so much. Uh, he I, was I, really I, working the official. Yeah, I think uh, I think that. That's I mean, effective. really
1: working the officials. You know, I
0: should. I thought Wisconsin was gonna. you know I picked them early on, just uh, on a fluke, and. Um, But then I went back and looked in the post Wooden era in the NCAA basketball finals, and it's typically a team from the South will win. I mean, yeah, you'll get a Michigan State or somebody sneaking in there once in a while, but overwhelmingly they've uh, a team from the south is one. so maybe that's the way it's five
1: championships for Shashevsky. yeah isn't that something Still don't know how you pronounce a thing that starts with a K, <laughs> it, but
0: I guess you do anyway um how about the Padres uh now they had uh, their opening game and not so hot up it'll in, take a while for them to <laughs> settle down but uh certainly have a little more talent this year right so
1: yeah except they have like you know, three right-fielders playing left field, center field, and right field.
0: Well, they'll get they'll get it figured out, yeah. hopefully. But uh, anyway, uh, it's exciting to have baseball back because that means the nice w- weather is uh, on the way. So anyway, it was also good to see Belmont Park got their lease uh, renewed by the city. It's looking yeah. good, yeah. The city council
1: and Tuesday night. I'm I, sorry, Monday night. Yeah. I it was know, Monday night. Yeah. Seven to two vote in yeah. favor of the 54 year extension, which is really, really
0: cool. Yeah. You know, I was down there uh, just this week because uh, I think you told me the new restaurant on top opened up yes. called Cannonball. Cannonball. I thought I'd go there on Monday and beat the crowd or whatever. My gosh, you <laughs> they're going to have to start shutt- shuttling people in because uh, it took me like 10 minutes to get a parking space. But what a reward because um, I remember when the, when the roof wasn't open and it was, uh, you know, all in the shambles. It really cool up there folks it's kind of like a, a swimming pool they uh, it's called cannonball and it's a sushi bar i guess on the far i guess the far north end and mm-hmm. outdoor bar but they're going to put a big shade a shaded area up there as well so you could sit in the sun or the shade not to mention draft downstairs with uh, 70 beers plus and i think the gal told me with the canned beers it's our it's up to 128 beers mm-hmm. And um, and of course the large, I have to think it's the largest uh, indoor television screen in the whole city, wouldn't you say? I, I,
1: that thing is so wide, <laughs> I can't even see the feel like two I mean,
0: sides. I only can look at the middle. You feel like you're in the, uh, you know, out at Petco Park, or, right on top of the the, uh, the Diamond Vision. Yeah, exactly. There. It's uh, really something. Exactly. Uh, something. If you go for nothing else, folks, just go down there to check out that uh, that monster TV they have on the uh, north wall. That is worth seeing. Yeah. But um, anyway, we got an interesting guest tonight. Uh, I was, uh, I guess our friend Sean Puckett from Regents Bank invited me to a real estate panel because the president of his bank was one of the moderators, oh, okay. Steve Sefton. Yeah, Steve. And uh, this was down at the Hilton on the Bay a few weeks ago. And um, I didn't know what to expect, but they're about eight eight. Eight 8:30 in the morning there was about three four hundred well-dressed individuals and uh, it was a, a big a couple of panels on commercial real estate here and elsewhere and around the country didn't know what to expect and this young gentleman gets up on stage and uh, starts the festivities he's the um, was the MC and I guess the host organization biz now and uh, this young guy, I tell you, if he, he should be doing game shows or uh, talk, TV talk shows because he really did a great job uh, moderating this thing, getting the crowd all uh, fired up and and uh, running the panels.
1: He's, he made bankers interesting?
0: Yeah, he did. Well, it wasn't just bankers. It was everybody in commercial real estate, uh, uh, commercial fields. So, But anyway, he's a young man who went to USC, uh, undergrad, and I don't know how many other positions he's had uh, after that, but his name is Sean Spear, and he's the business manager for BizNow. So welcome to our show, Sean. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Joe. <laughs> Hey, well, um, why don't we get into your background a little bit? Because I know you're, you've you've played some baseball and everything else, uh, but uh, born and raised where?
2: Born and raised Westlake Village, California. All right. Um, went to Oaks Christian High School, and then went on to USC to play baseball there.
0: Is that uh, the um, the high school in Westlake Village also, or?
2: Yes, that is the high school. What, there. what years did you play there? I played there all three years.
1: But I mean, years. What years were those?
2: Uh, 2009, 10, and eleven.
1: Who, who was the who were the players on the team who got drafted?
2: Um, we had we actually didn't have a great year that okay. year. Um, but we had there's a couple guys that are in the show. Um, Chad Smith from Thousand Oaks. He was sure. one of the guys that got drafted that year. Um, he's doing pretty well, but you know, not one of our best years, I would say. Okay, what
1: position who, you play?
2: I played center field.
0: Nice, yeah. Who are some of the the uh, more known, well known players that came out of USC? There must be a few, right?
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of well known players. I mean, traditionally USC is the greatest baseball dynasty of all time. Really? Um, yeah. So you more have so the,
0: than Arizona. Randy, the, Johnson, oh, yeah. Yeah. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, the big
2: unit came out of USC.
0: Really. Um, Mark McGuire,
2: another player well, I, that
0: came out of USC. I heard of him.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, so you guys must be have won some NCAA titles I would take, huh? Yeah, we've won 12. <laughs> You're like the Yankees of, of college. I didn't even Did you know that, Richard? Yeah, I knew
1: that. The, it, it's got a long long Rod DeDoe was the long 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 time coach there. in the the, uh, College Baseball Hall of Fame.
0: Well, I don't know if you've taken – have you checked out Tony Gwynn Stadium here where the Aztecs play and and USD? Well, you went to USD, Rich. I mean, two –
1: Well, we didn't have a field at USD when I went there.
0: Really? No, they got a beautiful one now. They do now, yeah. It's like three years old only. yeah.
1: Three? No. That's it? No, that the, kind of, the new Cunningham Stadium was only built about three four years ago.
0: Well, they did have a ballpark though back. Yeah, but in it, the seven- it, did, it was like a field. It was down, yeah, but it's still beautiful. It's down on the side of the cliff there. Right? Nice. It was a nice view. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, I've yet to get get over to the Tony Gwynn Stadium. My, you- uh, my over thirty eight team
1: won the San Diego County Championship at Tony Gwynn Stadium back in two thousand and nine. Is that right? Yeah. We all got parking tickets on a Sunday. <laughs> we, we, it's, the it's cops. Like, you know, you got this empty parking garage. You just park there, go play the game, win uh-huh. the championship. would come out. I felt bad for the team that lost because they had not only lost the championship game, they also got parking tickets. <laughs> so. How much
0: were those tickets? It's like fifty bucks. Oh a my pop. gosh! It's ridiculous. What a, what a come down! <laughs> on a Sunday, there's you, nobody at school. I think the only the only worse bummer than that is when Vincent Jackson got busted on the way to the NFL playoff game for for on, on yeah. no plates or something. But so we it. so everybody on my team picked up the parking ticket for
1: one of the guys on the losing team <laughs> just to be nice. <laughs> Because you know, baseball players are like a brotherhood.
0: so oh my got to take care of each other. I never knew that story. That's <laughs> yeah. that's funny. That's funny. So so back to Sean. So Sean went to uh, from Westlake USC, and then what? Uh, where did you study in, and major in there?
2: Uh, studied business.
0: Okay, just undergrad, or did you go to grad school? Just, undergr- just undergrad. Just undergrad. Okay. Yeah. Then what happened?
2: Then my uh, father owns an office furniture company out in Westlake. Okay. Um, always had in my mind that I was going to go into commercial real estate once my career was over, which my career kind of was short lived due to uh-huh. some ongoing injuries, back injuries. Uh-huh. And so once baseball was over, um, started studying for my brokerage exam mm-hmm. and started just checking out up and coming companies, talking to brokers, talking, talking to owners, developers, finding out, you know, where the right place for me mm-hmm. was going to be. And, uh, I came across biz now mm-hmm. and it was something completely new and different than I had ever seen. And, um, you know, I knew biz now was making somewhat of a splash on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I saw tremendous opportunity to jump in and try to help them launch uh, here on the West Coast. And so I sent in uh, my resume into corporate, which is in New York. Mm-hmm. They called me within like three minutes of me sending in my resume.
0: Wow. And the rest has just kind of been history. Somebody's paying attention. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we actually have a very, uh, a very good HR department, I will
0: say. Yeah. Well, now tell us a little bit about BizNow because uh, you guys have a national presence. Been, tell us about the whole birth of the, uh, the company and it, et cetera.
2: Yeah, so it actually started uh, by a guy named Mark BizNow. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, people don't know that. That's what the yeah. I thought it was business is. now, but his yeah. name is really it, it his name is Yeah. I yeah. So one of my taglines when they I'm call meeting. that
0: eponymous, eponymous <laughs> title named after you. So, but anyway.
2: Yeah. So one of my lines to people is like, "This is Biz Now, not Biz Later." I <laughs> usually get a couple laughs. Um, or Biz Dad. <laughs> yeah. So it started with Mark Biz Now. He teamed up with his son Elliot. Um, he saw opportunity to write an email newsletter talking about the biggest commercial real estate news in the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. And his son went out and started trying to get people to advertise on their digital newsletter. Mm -hmm. Um, And the subscribership started with about a couple hundred people and shortly over time grew to thousands of people. And then they realized that they had this giant network of people that they were emailing and they thought, hmm, this might be a great opportunity to bring people together for events. So the people that Mark was interviewing for this newsletter, he asked them to speak on panels at events. Mm -hmm. And then slowly but surely, it just grew, trickled down through the East Coast. Um, And here we are seven years later um, as one of the largest provider of commercial real estate news and events in the country. We have over 600,000 people that subscribe to our e-newsletter. Uh, we put on over 240 events nationwide we have over 60,000 people that attend our events and uh, it's you know I've been with the company for almost two years now and it's just been an incredible ride. It's, Isn't that something?
0: And, um, gosh, all, all of them. And in, in San Diego, you send out how many newsletters And is it weekly? monthly? Yeah. So we
2: send out two newsletters, um, every week talking about the biggest commercial real estate news. The difference between us and, and some of the other, uh, publications out there is not only are we talking about the news, but we're also talking about the people behind those news. Mm. So it's, takes about three to four minutes to read just one of our emails. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to also talk about the people that are behind those deals. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a refreshing way to look at commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. And then the people that I talk about in the newsletter, I usually ask them to come and speak on, uh, relevant topics in regards to commercial real estate. So we'll have topics on the future of, of downtown, mm-hmm. the future of office, um, San Diego investment summit, multifamily, hospitality, health care. So anything in the realm of commercial real estate, we usually have an event on.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I noticed uh, you uh, you um, moderated this this lightning round. Is that something you came up with or that did the, the, the folks back east teach you that? It's just kind of been an uh, evolving
2: yeah. idea. I mean, the events are run differently depending on what market you're in. And uh, I found that when I talk with people, you know, when they're speaking in front of three to 400 people, it can be nerve wracking at it's times. It's a good icebreaker. That's and for so, sure. you know, um, I found that you know, being able to ask people, just some warm up question, like, mm-hmm. you know, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite restaurant? Um, you know, if you were if you could meet anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? I found you know. that that's a great way to kind of break the ice. Yeah. And it usually helps, And it runs the through events. The, yeah, it works great. Going.
0: Anyway, we gotta take a little break right now, but we'll be back with Sean Spear from biznow.com right after this, hang on. back with more of the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. We're talking with Sean Spear. He's the business manager for BizNow, B-I-S-N-O-W.com. Great commercial real estate site serving San Diego and all over the U.S. So, uh, Sean, tell us a little bit about the history of San Diego because when you got here, there wasn't uh, well, much. Can we back up a
1: little bit? You oh, said sure. you started in D.C., correct? We started in D.C., correct. And then uh, what was your migration in terms of where did you go next? Next, we went to New York. Okay. And then did you slowly make your way to the West Coast slowly or did you sort of jump down. over the entire middle <laughs> of the country?
2: Well, we're in 32 uh, different cities ac- okay. across the country. Okay. So it was a slow trickle, and then we launched to West Coast about four years ago. Okay,
0: So you have 32 offices in 32 cities, you're telling me? Wow, that's pretty good. You must be making some dough <laughs> 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 to operate 32 offices in that short amount of time, right? Yeah, of, course, when, of course, when did they start? When did BizNow launch? What year was that? That, that was more than two years ago, right? 2007. Okay, 2007. That's still pretty good. Fat a uh, growth growth curve, right, uh, Richard? Oh yeah, it's incredible. I mean, that's uh, eight years. Let me do the math. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. take off your shoes, Jeff. But, uh. <laughs> that's, why, that's what we have the CPA here for. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so you get to San Diego two years ago. Not uh, the office was not even open, right? Uh, Correct. And, and um, so tell us what happened. That, how you did you? just I
2: say, hey, Sean, open an office? <laughs> no, that's
0: because that's I know. not
2: necessarily how it went down. Okay. So. Um, Like I said, it started with BizNow two years ago. I was working out of up in L.A., living in Santa Monica, helping, you know, grow a presence there. And uh, we had a publication and an events platform down here in San Diego, but we weren't picking up any steam. We weren't having Mm -hmm. any traction. And uh, I'd come down here from L.A. and I'd meet with folks and, you know, pitch them on the idea of BizNow and what we're trying to do. And their response would always be, Sean, we really like you. We like BizNow. We know you guys are you know, respected company and doing big things in other markets, but for, it's hard for any of, us, any of us to take you seriously when you don't really have someone living here, mm-hmm. which was kind of a funny conclusion for me to come to that people in San Diego only like to do business with people in San Diego. Will,
0: anything local. I mean, uh, when you go to a concert and they yell out El Cajon, people go crazy or whatever. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so
2: we got together after I had a couple of those meetings and we're like, do we cancel the publication and do we cancel the events or is there opportunity in San Diego and coming down here and meeting with folks, I, I saw tremendous opportunity in San Diego. And so I made the decision, um, to come down, move from LA to San Diego about six months ago and kind of launched, I don't want to say launch the brand or be the presence, you know, mm-hmm. be the figure here for biz now and then mm-hmm. build a team. Mm-hmm. And so prior to me coming down, we are events, you know, we were averaging one event every probably two to three months and we were getting around 70 people. And then the first event that I put on, um, when I was down here was the evolution of downtown Mm -hmm. and that event had over 300 people. Hmm. So it was instantly, you know, people were, were all of a sudden taking us a bit more seriously. And the next event that I put on was our creative office event and that event had around 275.
0: Well, when you say event, was it the same type of deal with the panels, yeah, the same, experts on the panel? Same,
2: same panel, yeah. So our all well, of our events, are, are the layout is, is similar.
0: Well, if you get some notable people on the panel, they're gonna invite their friends, guests, family, and everything, so it makes sense, right? Yeah, I as, mean, as long as I don't make them look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you did. You did a great job. I was very. Did you ever take post uh, Toastmasters or any public speaking? Or where'd you get all that? Were you, in I a frater, didn't. you were in a fraternity or something. Yeah, so oh. I was
2: in a fraternity. Um, okay. At USC, but no, no, uh, no oh. prior experience. All
1: right. So that's. Plus he's a center fielder, Joe. Catchers, shortstops, <laughs> and center fielders.
0: Okay. The, yeah, the yeah. smartest ones. Up, smartest up, ones on the field. Any Any of the middle positions, right? Yeah. Just like quarterback, I, middle linebacker. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so so your first event was Evolution of Downtown. Who was on that panel? You remember any of the notables from oh, that. Oh
2: yeah, we that was a tremendous panel. Two panels, uh, one panel panel focused on the broad strokes of San Diego and how they've changed over times in this time. And the second panel was talking about uh, East Village, Upper East Village, so who, 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 Maker's any, Quarter, Idea mem- District. Mem- remember any of the the guests. Yeah. Uh, oh. So talking about Maker's Quarter, we had Stacy Pennington talking mm-hmm. about the Idea District. We had David uh, Malmuth. Um, we had H, uh, from, we had some meat from HP Investors. Uh, Gordon Carrier was on the first panel. Um, just a few folks that come to mind. I mean, it was a few that's months ago. was so an
0: all-star crew. Yeah, so, so you did all this digging and research yourself and, and personally recruited these people. Well, you know, that's phenomenal, really. Did
2: you get much resistance or was everybody really open? Uh, I got some resistance. <laughs> I, figured you might. I figured you might. I got some resistance.
0: Yeah, yeah but once you get trained, you know, no one wants to be the first one, right? Yeah. No-, no one wants to be the guinea pig, but, uh, I guess they saw how much fun it was. And, you know, I was even thinking, and I think I mentioned this to you, um, those aren't recorded in any way, and those are there's some valuable information and some important people at these things. So you may want to think about making at least an audio recording and uh, offering that as, to you as a premium or something. What do you think?
2: I think that's a great idea, Joe. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about that too.
0: Yeah and even and even video and you could, could always edit it down and just hit the highlights but I mean the one I was and you Doug Wilson I mean this guy's been around for how many years Doug's right? the man yeah he
2: consistently does a great job of my I love panels. the way he
0: club I love the way he closed the show yeah <laughs> he, could, he says well one thing you one parting shot all your developers should think about is don't believe your own uh, BS or whatever and I, I'll clean it up there but uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny coming from him so <laughs> yeah no he's great <laughs> But um, anyway, so the evolution of downtown, and uh, so what are, some, Richard, what do you want to get into? Do you want to get into some of the actual uh, data that he's, that he's dug out at some of these things? Or, I mean... Well, I, I'm
1: curious, like the evolution of downtown, what, what did you guys talk
2: about? So there's this uh, huge migration going mm-hmm. on across the country, or even, I guess you could argue it's going on across the world, where people are kind of, I don't want to say sick, but you know, there's this wave of folks coming from suburbia to, um, to cities across the country yeah,
1: people want everything self-contained i like can one and people well, hate
0: driving too. they want walkable they want everything there the uh the creative cons- the creatives right and all that yeah. um and uh, i think there's a reurbanization going on really definitely you know, you know.
2: there is a re-urbanization and, and i think the the key behind that is millennials are hitting the workforce mm-hmm. at a very high rate and they want to live work and play all in the same area
1: and they don't necessarily want to go to an office either they don't. It,
2: well, it depends on the design of the office, yeah, right? If they right. feel inspired, but I mean, but I mean the old-fashioned, traditional—the old-fashioned, traditional office is uh, is slowly fading mm-hmm. to to a certain degree. Um, I, I would say there always is a sense of office because people need a sense of community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get that when you go to your office but the way people work is slowly shifting, slowly changing. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I can make calls, I can send emails just at a Starbucks gotcha. or I can be sitting in a meeting room sending emails from my phone.
0: Gotcha. So anyway, uh, Sean, we have got to pause right there, apologies. We'll come right back with more of the second half It's Your Money and Your Life with Sean Spear with BizNow right after this. Hang on. money and your life on am 760 kfmv all right we're back with classical gas and the second half of it's your money and your life over to richard to thank our sponsors big thank
1: you to our sponsors ubs michael Caranta, and drew fritas prospect street in la jolla ubs nobody better couldn't do it without them Jason Kruger and Signature Analytics, the best CFO company here on the West Coast. Office is also now in Denver, so they're truly western half of the U.S. Our other most favorite CPAs on the planet, Polito Epic CPAs in San Marcos. Don Epic and Paul Polito. Hey, guys, tax season is almost over. Berkeley Research Group with Carl Sheeler, the best business valuation firm I've ever met, helping business owners reduce their risks and increase The values of their businesses. He'll
0: be back on in a few weeks, too, right? He will, absolutely. 25th, I think. Funny
1: story behind that, which I won't repeat. Cost segregation (laughs) initiatives with Mr. Joel Grushkin, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. In fact, Sean needs to meet them. Brenda Geiger, just back from a vacation in Thailand. Geiger Law Offices, Asset Protection and Estate Planning. California Republic Bank with Lane Elliott, serving wealthy families and family offices with their very specific banking needs. Mars Maddox Insurance, now known as Hub International, the best employee benefits company on the planet. Stop Financial Elder Abuse Alliance and Paul Hines. Paul, of course, is the CEO of Hearthstone Wealth Management. The LG Experience and the Lombardi Group. We've got some big events coming up in June. More on that later. But LG helps wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. And last but not least, the new tennis tournament that's going to be in town, actually in Carlsbad uh, during November week, the Carlsbad Classic, CLD Classic. Dot com check it out it's going to be a
0: lot of fun while my turkey trot is going on any tennis players we uh, that have signed up for that yet then that we, that we I can't
1: disclose yet
0: okay but I will soon all but right. there's some people you know you're in negotiation
1: there are some people you know <laughs> trust me but you can find out more about our great sponsors where Joe
0: well if they get over to iymoney.com our website and get your cursor over to the sponsor tab and there's a drop down menu there you can find out uh, all their information about our sponsors whether it's an email a phone call a phone number or the uh, biographical information, whatever you need to know. They've all worked with Richard for many years with great success, right, Richard? That is
1: correct, and I think I've been working with all of them in like the last week on something or the other. Well, with taxis. It's been very busy, to... yeah, right. yeah, tax season sort of, sort of
0: makes that happen. It's all about relationships and collaboration, right? That's what it's about. I'll bet BizNile had plenty of that uh, launching. Tell us about the two founders. I mean, what was their background? Because they must have, uh, they must have known a lot of influentials uh, starting out, right?
2: They did. Mark uh, was actually a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He had a radio show, funny enough. <laughs> wow, smart, in, guy. In yeah, wa-
0: smart guy. In Washington? In Washington. Well, I mean, we've met a ton of people through our show, right, Richard? Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. People normally won't talk to us. So how, so <laughs> how, so how, so how long was, was Mark the father or the son? Mark, Mark. was the father. Okay, so, how many, so how, many, how many... He still is the father. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of how the e-newsletter came out, came about, is he'd interview people on a show, and some people couldn't listen to his ra- his radio show, so he'd write up an email and shoot it out to them to let okay. them know like what they missed. And, and then
0: how many years was he doing radio?
2: You know, I don't know that okay.
0: answer. Okay. But he's in his 60s, right? Something yeah, like that? he's a okay. bit older. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I'll tell you a story about Steve Allen. He had a guy named, uh, um, I don't know if it's was, uh, Land on his show, and he invested in the Polaroid camera and made a freaking for, you know, a fortune. <laughs> Careful there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> We might get that. He made a fortune. But I, I think uh, a lot. Well, look at You know, all these shows, people want to get their product and business out, out there anyway. So I'm talking to a guy right now about the, he thinks they, they have a way to take all the brackish water that we use for fracking and they can, they can uh, actually process it and get the potassium nitrate out, sell the fertilizer, and pure water is the byproduct. So we'll see where that goes. we we'll Yeah. Hey,
1: Sean, so I wander around downtown a lot because I like it. I'm amazed at how young the professionals are. Uh-huh. Are they congregating
2: down there? Absolutely. Um uh, most most people that are millennials are I'd say ages twenty two to about thirty two live yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: saying college age is like thirty five is what the, I say. They're <laughs> on the
0: streets of O B too. I mean that's enough Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of homeless now. That's now that's one issue that didn't come up too much, I don't think, in your panel. But uh I'll tell you though, I've been seeing more homeless people um lately and um you know, I'm not sure. What the exact they say housing housing housing, but if they need treatment for alcoholism or or uh, mental illness um you know what do you do what do you do with that? That's a very complicated issue, an expensive issue, but um that can really put a wrench in commercial development, don't you think um right if there's too many homeless in a certain region, what do you do I, know. Yeah, I, hear. I hear crickets, anybody. You know, it's. <laughs>
1: It's a question of San Diego needing a comprehensive yeah. solution, Joe, because it's well. It's, it's even things worse like education. But jobs. It's even
0: worse in LA. I mean, uh, you know, my friend Bree Walker lives up in Venice, and uh, and I've been to, you've been to Santa Monica, right, Sean? I yeah. mean, uh, the, I lived there for a while. The you know the uh, it's tough to see the uh, you know the the bad odor in the morning. You know, people you know relieving themselves all over. It's not a good thing. So anyway, hopefully that's. That might be a little subject you can get into. So with a Sean some, question, because yeah. Joe's getting off track. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I had a billion dollars to invest in San Diego real estate, what, what would I do with it?
2: That's a great question. That actually, a uh, question came out at my last event, San Diego State of the Market, um, and everyone kind of gave their two cents on on what they would do. I personally think, from my standpoint, if I had a billion dollars, I would invest in public transportation.
0: Okay. That was a popular one. Public um, transportation. Eric for sure. uh, Northbrook yeah. uh, suggested that, and someone else suggested the water. You know, just put it all in the water, because um, obviously, with we, if we don't have adequate water, we don't have life. We, we, there's no, no development, nothing going on, right? So, that was another. I thought a good, a good comment.
1: Well, I look at major <laughs> transportation hubs in San Diego, and there's a lot of areas still that are in need of redevelopment. So I sometimes think, gee whiz. Maybe I should go buy real estate in areas that are along major transportation hubs, i.e. where the buses and run and so on.
2: I think that'd be a brilliant idea,
1: <laughs> and, and and now everybody's gonna go out and do it, and there won't be anything left for me to buy. Well, you know what I
0: look uh, like? Take Pacific Beach for instance. Why isn't there a shuttle constantly running? You know, almost twenty-four-seven from east to west or west to east uh, every fifteen, twenty minutes, where you just pay a buck and get on at some point, and uh, you won't need your car. And maybe it takes you up and down uh, Mission Boulevard, north to south. Um, a small shuttle, like a you know, not a huge bus, but just a um, even even those old town trolley type things are kind of cool i i don't know why they aren't doing that um but that's i always thought it was well
1: anything that requires public funds is a real challenge right now joe well they're doing i think you're doing
0: it in some other areas but
1: um so have you guys spent much time looking at north park i'm curious what you think is going on there
2: actually funny you bring that up um i was considering doing an event on the north park area um i I think it's really cool some of those areas are great places to go and eat there's Oh,
1: the food scene in North Park is beyond belief.
2: It's fantastic, and it's yes. it's hard to find a place to rent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from they, my understanding, yeah, they're really
0: yeah. booming. They're really booming. Um,
1: and ten years ago, I mean, nobody was there. Yeah. And it's, it's just, but it's so prox,
0: so close to everything. Well, we had uh, we had Patrick Edwards on here discussing, yeah. you know, the whole evolution. That took, he said it was like a 30-year plan, three, 10-year segments. Right. A lot of beautification going on, yeah. which maybe you know, downtown. Hey, you know, Balboa, or uh, right across from Horton Plaza, they're putting in that huge outdoor, uh, uh, I guess it's a park, and they have an amphitheater. Yeah. And they're going to put uh, a whole strip of, um, well, I know I'm on the board of the San Diego Performing Arts League, and we're going to get one space right down there, too. But... Um, also, Mike on, on the board, you mentioned the Balboa Park shuttle, which I still don't. I know it's there. I don't know where to catch it, and I don't know where it runs. I think I also thought they should have one running from the Convention Center all the way to Balboa Park uh, all day long, bringing tourists up there so they don't have to drive and drop them off, and you know, and take you around the park. But anyway, all good ideas. Maybe you could talk about it more <laughs> at one of your panels. So.
2: Yeah, I, so we're I, all
0: over the place on this show today.
2: I'm a, I'm actually in a really lucky position because I get to meet with some some top owners and developers and investors and talk mm-hmm. about kind of what they have in the pipeline in in the next 10 years I think San Diego is going to completely transform and the way downtown looks right now is is not the way it's going to look in in a few years once those once those developments get approved I mean San Diego is positioning itself to be in a very Mm-hmm. Very good place. Yeah. Ten years different. You road. had
0: a really sharp gal. Was she from um, uh, one of the government offices? One of the gal in the Caitlin one, Murphy. Yeah, which with Murphy Development. Okay, she seemed very, very, very sharp. Um, she had a lot. She had a lot of inside information about what's going on in the city, county government, and municipalities. Right. Uh, yeah. So,
2: so I'm, what, I'm curious, what neighborhood do you live in, and why? I live in uh, I live PB area, Crown Point, mm-hmm. to be specific. Um, love the access to the beach. Um, it's also a ten to f- ten minute drive downtown, or a ten minute drive to UTC, which I find. Well, plus I he's, spend tra- most of he's that training time. for
0: a, a triathlon too. So he. Oh, which he, one?
2: <laughs> I'm uh I'm actually training for an Ironman. Oh, okay, I okay, a real
0: one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one up in Napa. Napa. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Vine Man. Vine. Oh, Vine
0: Man, it's famous. Is it? Yeah, it's famous. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Uh, how long to a break there, Mike? I'm curious. So I think we ought to take our break right now, as a matter of fact. So we'll come right back with our concluding segment with Sean Spear right after this. Hang on. It's your money and your life on AM760 KFMV.
2: All right, we are back
0: in the home stretch with Sean Spear from biznow.com, BISNOW, great commercial real estate site serving San Diego and 32 cities all over the US. Joe, that intro sounds so serious. Doesn't it though? We vary it. <laughs> we love it all those great old TV shows. Peter Gunn, Harry Mancini, my gosh. Which, time we just – hey, we just interviewed – got to see the film. It's still there this week, uh, The Wrecking Crew. Have you seen it yet, Richard? We just interviewed – I haven't, but I'm going to. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I hope they hold – That was they, a great interview. They've got to bring it to another another theater here. I was going to
1: invite Brian Wilson to come with me.
0: <laughs> hey, it's on iTunes and Amazon right now, by the way. But anyway, Sean Spear here. Not only is he training for a triathlon, but um, – you, you do CrossFit training, and then uh, you've got quite a bucket list. You just came back from Machu Picchu. What, did you climb to the top of that, or
2: yeah, climb to the top? Uh, Machu Picchu is right, probably right around ten thousand yeah. feet. <laughs> 10, but uh, the actual Inca Trail itself is what I backpacked through. We got up to fourteen thousand at one point. Wow. Mm. Oh I mean my. the views are, are absolutely breathtaking. If you ever get a chance to check out Machu Picchu or do the Inca Trail, I'd highly recommend it.
0: This is this Chile or where is this? Is it's it in Peru. Peru.
2: Yeah, it's in Peru. And it's unbelievable. There's these these, these guys, they're called porters mm-hmm. and they're like five foot, five two, and they have packs on probably the size of them. Mm-hmm. And they sprint up ahead of yeah, you. I've like heard they're about running these guys. up. Are you running, running up uphill
1: like with fifty pounds? Yeah.
2: And then running downhill the entire time. You're either going upstairs or you're going downstairs. And it's the weather the weather's like Hawaii, so it's tropical so it's raining and these guys have like sandals on and they're just like sprinting <laughs> up and down and you're just like blown away whenever you're feeling tired you look at a porter running you're like no i'm no, inspired there's i gotta no, keep going
0: no overweight porters in uh, no, peru right not and at all they must be all like uh, no body fat right or uh, no
2: phew. and people the peruvians are just unbelievable people and have fantastic food really yeah and if there's any surfers out there some of the best lefts in the world
0: really okay is there any Peruvian restaurants in San Diego? I know there's one, there's a Cuban one on, on Marin or something. You know, someone
2: told me about one today that I'd never been to. I wrote it down. I don't have it on me
0: right now. I'd, I'd tell you, but... We'll find out. Peruvian but food is great. I, I didn't, you know, we should take all this stuff in. That's another thing about San Diego. We are a Mecca for a lot of other cultures. You know, the um, obviously the, the craft beer industry. Mm-hmm. Some, I, I was at one event, and uh, they said they were down in Brazil and mentioned San Diego, and they go, ooh, craft beer, and, and uh, they come here to study what we're doing and take it back to their country. So I think that's another big attraction for San Diego is the international appeal, which I think we overlook a lot, but uh, even with our one-runway uh, one airport, which I like. I don't, <laughs> I don't want an airport here. I'm sorry. So <laughs> well, Sean, you're going to do
1: a triathlon. What, what's your training right now? What are you doing? Training's intense. I'm four months out. How, uh, how much running, how much biking, how much swimming are you doing two, every Two week? days right now. Two, okay.
2: So the interesting thing about training for an Ironman is it's not necessarily about the miles, it's the time. Yeah, I know. It's the time so, on the course. Yeah. So, the, so for example, like this morning I had to get up and bike for two hours. Yeah. And then tonight I run for an hour. Okay. Tomorrow it's swim for an hour. Yeah. The following day it would be bike for about three hours. So it's all about the hours versus like the miles, yeah. which is something I'm not necessarily used to, but it's, uh, it's been tough to say the least.
0: Wow. Well that's it's a, a lot of time. Yeah. Richard, how are you doing? You're you're, you're recovering from your injury with the
1: Yeah, eye. I had a little little like Missing. Got a car destroyed when I was just, you know, stopped at a red light, and the guy behind me decided not to stop until he creamed me. Well, weren't you, weren't you the third car? I was, like, the third car, yeah. but, I mean, it was brutal. And the lady behind you was 96. Oh, she was
0: 96. And it was... <laughs> Never had an accident in her life. But I,
1: I, I did, um, I went out for Sunday morning. I went out for Easter Sunday morning. I went out for a six-and-a-half-mile run, but I got preempted halfway through when I had to participate in a baby sea lion rescue. <laughs> I'm, I'm running on the sand, coming back to my house in Lucadia, going north from San Alejo up to... Um, Swamis and I see this little critter just come waddling out of the ocean and it was a it turned out to be an adolescent maybe two years old. Sea line, it basically just collapsed on the sand in front of me. It was clear he was starving. You know, because of the um, rising water temperature, there's no food. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we got think, the ranger, and then they arranged... This is a harbor seal? Yeah, or and sea they, they tranquilize okay. it, you know, and then we had to lift it in a an net and put it up there. And I guess they wind up at SeaWorld. But it's just yeah. an epidemic now because of the increase in water temperature. Yeah, they... I've never seen that before.
0: Yeah, there, there's more and more of them. I, I, I guess it is uh, a factor of climate change, which, you know...
1: But, Joe, we got to guess. Sean, back to what yeah. San Diego well, is going to look how, like I'm, in I'm 10 gonna, years. I'm going to
0: say how it affects well, development. Here, I,
1: I want to know what's what's, what's downtown and, and the surrounding areas like East Village, North Park, University Heights. What are they going to look like in 10, 12 years?
2: There's going to be a lot more skyscrapers, Okay, a lot more buildings for people to see. Um, I think One Paseo was a huge project that really – is gonna change the fabric of San Diego because since that got approved, I think Mm -hmm. developers and investors are gonna be much more aggressive uh, in the planning process. So I think because of that approval by the city, you're gonna see a lot more projects that are similar to that scale.
0: Well, they all say you have to build up, not out. We have enough sprawl down here, but how many people know that there's two 41-story towers at just the pinnacle, right? Down at, uh, right by the east of the library, correct? Yeah.
1: I think it's great to build in the air. I yeah. mean,
0: well, people
1: I've people want to live in these urban hubs and there's no land. Mhm. And I, I just think to discourage development.
0: Do, do, do millennials like being on the 38th floor or they want to be more uh, closer than like third, three, four stories up? Because I... I, I f- wouldn't
2: I, mind being on the 38th floor. Uh, <laughs> okay. Probably make for an
0: incredible view. Exactly. Well, you run those stairs, you'll get in shape. So, <laughs> 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 so now, when's your next big event? You have something coming up uh, this month or... I-, I do. It's San Diego Investment
2: Summit. So uh-huh. it's going to be focused on... You know, we've we spent most of the... Um, the talk talking about downtown, but there's a bunch of interesting projects happening outside of downtown mm-hmm. Central County, North County. And so the event is going to be focused on those markets and how developers are positioning themselves to compete with all this influx and all mm-hmm. of this hype on downtown. So uh, Kilroy is going to be hosting it mm-hmm. at one of their projects. We're going to be talking about One Paseo. And uh, the event's going to start off with a one-on-one interview from John Kilroy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be flying down from San Francisco to be interviewed by David Marino. Of wow. he, so of it should Marino. make, yeah, mm-hmm. should make for uh, an interesting event. Well, and, uh, what date? Uh, and where? It's going to be hosted at the Heights Project. Um, I don't have the actual well, address well, memorized. Well, think it
0: uh, on biznow They'll find it. And uh, the date? Yeah, April twenty third. 4 Four twenty three. Shakespeare's birthday, by the way. How about that? Happy birthday, William. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know, I'm full of trivia today. <laughs> huh? Yeah, any later <laughs> listening? <If> I, <laughs> yeah, Kilroy should be interesting.
1: That's uh, that's quite a quite a story.
2: Yeah, it is it is quite a story. So if you're interested in hearing about One Paseo or how the Central County, North County are positioned, come uh, come attend the BizNow event. And then the next event that I'm planning um, is what I'm going to be calling a Power Women's event. So I'm going to select anywhere from 15 to 30 women in commercial real estate and give them an award for what they've done, not only with in their career. But also what they've done outside of their career. Outstanding. So very excited about that as well.
0: Hey, I found the address for your your event, the Heights Del Mar, which is on El Camino Real, twelve seven seventy. Um, so that's where that's going to be. Is that, is that more um, kind of near where um, the Del Mar Marriott is and all that up there near the Highlands? Near the Highlands, I would think. Yeah, right? it is near the Highlands. It's just down the street from Del Mar Highlands. Okay. It's, yeah. it's
2: actually going to be hosted at their uh, at their office space. So Uh right now DPR is, is constructing it. So it's a raw space. There's Hmm. just basically floor and beams up and we're going to be hosting the event.
0: Oh, good. It'll be minimalist. A site
2: that's (laughs) not done at all. So it should make uh,
0: I like that. That's kind of cool in development, right?
2: Yeah. So the whole idea behind that, why I started hosting my events at office spaces across San Diego is... I'm bringing in the commercial real estate community and I saw it as a great platform for an owner to kind of showcase their Mm -hmm. asset.
0: Perfect, perfect. Anyway, it was great showcasing you, Sean. Thanks for being here. Sean, really guest. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Folks, get awesome. over to biznow.com if you want to learn more. Richard, always great to see you. Hey, in a couple of weeks, we might have, it uh, looks like we're going to have the senior advisor to President Reagan and former chief of staff to First Lady Nancy Reagan, James Rosebush, on this show. Oh, nice stuff. Which will be excellent. Anyway, uh, thanks to Mike Hansen, who are making us sound good. He operated the board tonight. Thanks to Craig Blank, our con executive, who's having fun in Italy. Safe travels. And to Dave Smith, our pro-engineers. You so have a great week, everybody. Get over to iwmoney.com to hear all these podcasts.